Hi there. Today I'm going to give you some really good English language listening practice. I'm going to talk about two connected topics that are close to my heart, the environment and health. So for any of you who might be about to take an English language test, this podcast will include some really good vocabulary on topical subjects that you might need to know. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. So I'm going to talk today in this podcast about a connection between environment and health, which is an interesting one and which it's probably good to know about anyway. So this is a podcast which I hope will be interesting in its own right, as well as teaching you English and new vocabulary. If you want more podcasts like this one, then don't forget there are hundreds more available on our website. For a small fee, you can buy 50 podcasts or 100 podcasts and you can download them to your mobile phone. This means that you are never without Adept English listening practice. That's got to be good for your English language learning. So recently, my elder sister has been looking to move house. She lives in a lovely house in the northwest of England on the West Pennine Moors. The Pennines, P-E-N-N-I-N-E-S, they're a series of mountains that run up the middle of northern England, rather like a backbone, rather like vertebrae. So my sister lives in a very rural area. Rural, R-U-R-A-L, is quite hard to pronounce. And rural means in the countryside, not in a city. My sister and her husband want to move south to be nearer to their families. They will therefore be coming to live nearer to me too. So instead of it taking me five or six hours of driving to get to them, it will be more like three. So I'm really pleased about that, even though I'm sad not to be visiting where they currently live anymore. But one of my sister's criteria for her new house concerns air pollution. Vocabulary here, criteria, C-R-I-T-E-R-I-A, that's the plural, and criterion is the singular of that word, C-R-I-T-E-R-I-O-N. A criterion is a measurement, a standard by which we measure something. So when you look for a new house, you will have a number of criteria to bear in mind. So as I say, air pollution is one that seems close to my sister's heart at the moment. That means it's important to her. So air pollution, the word air, A-I-R, you probably know that word. It's what we breathe in. The air is all around us. And pollution, P-O-L-L-U-T-I-O-N. And the verb to pollute, P-O-L-L-U-T-E. Might also talk about pollutants, P O L L U T A N T S. All of that is when there are bad chemicals in the air. 
So pollution means bad air, air that you don't want to breathe because it is laden with chemicals and toxic materials that you don't want to breathe. And of course, you can pollute water and you can pollute ground and you can pollute air. You can pollute the sea as well. So pollution means substances that are harmful to us or that are harmful to nature, harmful to animals and plants. So my sister is bearing this in mind as one of her criteria for where she lives next. Where she lives high up on the West Pennine Moors, the air is good. The quality of the air is good and the pollution level is not high. And she's making as one of her criteria for her new house that she doesn't want to live in an area where pollution is any worse than where she currently lives. Where she lives, the air is fresh. F-R-E-S-H. I can vouch for that. That's one word for it. Fresh. Meaning it's a bit cold some of the time. It's quite windy, but it's good air. So how does my sister know what the level of pollution is for a particular address in the UK, for a particular location? How can she know this with any accuracy? Well, what she's been using is a World Health Organization website. This website gives the level of air pollution for very specific locations. So in the UK, you can use your postcode. That's the same as a zip code in the US and the number of your house. So it is as detailed as that. It's down to the actual property that you live in. So this website is well worth looking at. The link is in the transcript on our website at adeptenglish.com. So you can find that link for yourself and I encourage you to have a look. Or if you put into your search engine, so that's Google or Firefox or Safari, if you put in WHO Air Quality Database, you'll find this website. So you put in your address or your postcode or the equivalent in your country and you find the results for where you live. And some of it is quite shocking. It shocks us. It's not the sort of information that we expected. Certainly thousands of people in the UK live in areas where the level of air pollution is way beyond what's considered safe by the World Health Organization. And of course, this is true for many people all across the world. Pollution levels tend to be worse in cities. So in the UK, Birmingham, London, Manchester, those are the places where the pollution is highest. But of course, there are cities all around the world which have problems with levels of pollution. The air is not good air. And living with pollution, air pollution, particularly affects your health. That's the crossover. That's the connection. So what type of pollution are we talking about in this WHO database? Well, they collect information on two substances, two pollutants in the air. The first one is what they call particulate matter. So that's P-A-R-T-I-C-U-L-A-T-E, particulate. Or they call particulate matter PM for short. It also means prime minister, of course, in UK English. So often in the newspapers and online, you'll hear this substance, particulate matter, referred to. It's also called particulates. That's in common usage, particulates. 
And on this WHO website, in the FAQs or Frequently Asked Questions, it goes through in some detail what's being measured here and what particulates are. So it says particulates are composed of sulfate, nitrates, secondary organic aerosols, sea salt, black carbon, mineral dust and water. So sulfates and nitrates are particular chemicals. Secondary organic aerosols, so that's bits in the air that come from actual aerosol spray. So aerosol, A-E-R-O-S-O-L. If you spray that on your body, you spray perfume or you spray cleaning products indoors, often they come in the form of an aerosol. So little bits of substance and matter that come from aerosols also make up particulates. Of course, there's carbon in there, C-A-R-B-O-N. The word minerals just is a common usage word for various chemicals that hang around in our environment. And water. So particulates are a mixture of different chemicals. The WHO website makes the point that particulates affect human health more than any other pollutant. So particulates are the worst pollutant for human health. Where do particulates come from? Well, wherever fossil fuels are burned or wood is burned as well, that creates particulates. So it could be from houses where people burn solid fuels to keep warm. Could be from power stations that are fired by fossil fuels. But a lot of it comes from our car engines particularly diesel engines, create a lot of particulates in the air. So cars, buses, vans, planes, trains, all create particulates, particularly the ones that run on diesel, like our trains and buses do. A few years ago, the UK government was encouraging people to own diesel cars. It was believed because the carbon dioxide emissions were less, the CO2 was less from diesel engines, that this was a good thing. And there were incentives in the form of it costing less to tax your car, to tax your vehicle. Vehicle tax was less for diesel engines than petrol. So for a while, I had a diesel car. Until, of course, people's health started to suffer. And the government did rather a U-turn. They went 180 in the other direction because people were suffering more and more health problems because of the rise in diesel ownership. So it might have been good for CO2 le levels, but it wasn't good for particulates. What is it that particulates do to our health? Well, the main problem is that these particles or particulates are so tiny they actually penetrate our lungs. So our lungs, L-U-N-G-S, that's what you use to breathe with. Pretty important to us staying alive and staying healthy. The particulates get into our lungs and can't get out. And some of the tiny particulates actually penetrate beyond the lung and can be found in the bloodstream, which is even more dangerous for your health they get into what's known as our cardiovascular system. So cardio means heart and vascular means our system of veins where our blood runs through the body. So particulates cause lung diseases like lung cancer, asthma and diseases of the heart and the cardiovascular system. 
So things like heart attacks and strokes. A heart attack is when the heart stops, of course. And these illnesses cause many deaths every year. So particulates are very, very bad for us. The other pollutant measured on the WHO website is NO2 or nitrogen dioxide. That's the stuff we're worried about for global warming too, but it's also a bad pollutant for human health. Again, that comes from burning fossil fuels and from running our cars and different vehicles. High nitrogen dioxide readings happen particularly where there's a lot of cars, a lot of traffic. And the effects on human health? Well, NO2 mainly affects the lungs. It affects what's known as the respiratory system, our breathing system. So asthma and lung-related diseases are made worse by NO2. And you can see it statistically, you can see it in numbers. In areas where the volumes of traffic are higher, where there's more nitrogen dioxide, there are more admissions to hospital with respiratory problems, with lung problems and breathing problems. So aside from the issue of global warming, there are plenty of reasons to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels. And depending upon where you live, that determines how much of an effect on your health this is having. When I use the WHO website to check out a few different addresses in the UK where friends and family live, it was of course my elder daughter who lives in East London, for whose property, for whose house, the statistics were the worst. She's the person in my family who lives with the most air pollution, quite predictably, in the middle of London. I don't imagine she'll stay in London all her life, but of course it can be harmful to your health in the short term. And if you live your whole life in a city like London, then presumably you are at even more risk. So thank you to my sister for making me aware of this. And I pass on this information to you as well, so that you can become more aware, if you choose to, of the possible impact of air pollution on your health. And I hope that this podcast has given you some good English practice, some good vocabulary, and you've learned something at the same time. That's what we hope to achieve in our podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe or to give us five stars if you're happy with our podcast. But please subscribe because it helps other people find us if there are lots of subscribers to our channels. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.